Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to Broke and Ambitious with me, Francis Keaton. Each episode I speak to a professional creative about how they got into the arts and how they managed to survive. We'll be talking good day jobs, bad day jobs and weird day jobs, plus any money saving tips. Please do subscribe, rate and review the podcast wherever you are listening. It really helps the show. And my guest today is Richard Bunn. Richard is an actor and director based in Hertfordshire and London. He studied acting at the University of Northampton and has carved a career as an actor and educational practitioner. He has directed three productions for the Shakespeare Birthplace Trust and is an associate member of Alter Ego Creative Solutions. In 2015, he co-created a show about Shakespeare, which was accompanied by the City of Birmingham Symphony Orchestra, and he has performed Shakespeare in Russia, Iceland, and all over the UK. Here is my conversation with Richard Bunn. Richard, thank you so much for joining me today. That's all right. Yeah, it's good to be here. Well, is it? Because you have said that you don't you don't support my creative endeavours normally, so it's actually a, a real yeah. privilege for you to be in yeah. this room. Yeah, you've caught me on a good day. Okay, um, yeah. caught you on yeah. a good day. <laughs> I just happened to be walking two hours. Yeah, um, two hours to London. Thought I'd pop in. Are you doing a podcast this after? All right, I'll, I'll hop on. Oh, you are. All right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I do feel very privileged because it's the it's the hottest day of September thus yeah. far. And yet we're in a sort of dimly lit. Can we talk about where we are? I I'm I'm very happy to be here. I don't know about you, but it is an eccentric. It's a child's bedroom. Yeah, and it's yeah. very dark. Um, there's a cupboard that says "Don't open." That's <laughs> ominous. Have you looked in there? Um, of course I have. <laughs> and then as I opened it, all the bad things of this world flew out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's when COVID started. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a strange place you brought me to. There's a sink in this room as yep, well. Yeah, there is a sink. An old, well, an old Victorian oh, sink. I'm sorry, who'll be complaining when your mouth gets all dry and you need a refresher in that's your glass? True. And that will happen. Oh, I will need good. a top. And uh, <laughs> Richard is absolutely he's bouncing off the walls today because last night... He was uh, at a drive-in concert. Do you want to tell, oh tell the listeners? Who are you watching? Okay, so support act was Gabrielle. <laughs> we're starting high. Reach. Like, you, did she sing that one? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. She did all the bangers, all oh, the big brilliant. ones. Yeah. What, what else was um, there? What else was there? Um, out of Reach, that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> and many, many, many more. more. Many all, more. All the hits. <laughs> Think of a hit. She did it. You will be surprised. I mean, her... Was it 1999 album Rise? Was, you know, exceptional. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it was 1999. It feels like yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay, so that's the, your support. Yeah. That's the warm-up. Yeah. And then, headline act. Big Sunday night in Nebworth House. Oh. Okay. I mean, we're not talking any any music venue. This is Nebworth House. Yeah. yeah. This is where Led Zepp, Genesis, Robbie Williams, didn't, oh my goodness. you know, have done all these massive, massive gigs. Yeah. This is Nebworth House. So last night, headline act at Nebworth, Rick Astley. Oh! I mean... Rick Astley. You, yeah. can't, just, you can't just mention all those incredible acts first <laughs> and then be like, and to top it all off, guys, Rick Astley, the wow. Man. So um, I know you're a 
big, big fan big of fan. Um, crap music. Oh! oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Damn, I committed to that before the punchline. Damn it. You got me. Okay. No, so that must have been incredible. Um, yeah, really good. He's got such a good energy. He's such a positive man. <laughs> he just killed it. Yeah. It was so, so good. He he did um, some mashups. He brought in yeah, Lizzo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of Lizzo for, yeah. the, for the backing singers. He did some of that. He did, um, is it Rag and Bow Man that did the song Giants? <laughs> is that right in popular culture? <laughs> no. Yes, big, big old Rag and Bow Man. Yeah, yeah. I think he um, he likes that song, apparently, Rick Astley. He said so, so I believe he does. Um, <laughs> so he did, he did that song, which was really good. And, of course, his you know his, his numbers, uh, Together Forever mm. um, and Never to Part. Mm. Together Forever, it's true. So Richard <laughs> yeah. Bunn, what you need to know, listeners, is Richard Bunn has a tendency to erupt into a Shakespearean sonnet oh, at the drop oh. of a hat. And apparently his latest thing is just dropping into song lyrics <laughs> yeah. at the drop of a hat. Only Rick Astley lyrics. I see. The two Still. greats. Yeah. Shakespeare, Shakespeare and Rick. Shakespeare and Rick Astley. Yeah. yeah, my two heroes. Richard and I know each other from working as tour guides at a popular London traction. That's right. Um, but uh, as you will have heard in the introduction, Richard is somewhat Mr. Shakespeare. <laughs> you, you love Shakespeare. Is that right? Do it's, you? Or is it um, I can't stand it, honestly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it follows me round like a bad smell. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, I've, 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 I think I've always liked uh, Shakespeare. And I think, I think I've always pursued opportunities that uh, mean that I can talk about Shakespeare, talk about his life and times or whatever it might be or or his plays and just get generally finding productions to have a chance to actually be in plays of his and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I've been fortunate enough to sort of sort of study Shakespeare throughout all my Assistant. working career, I yeah. guess, mostly. Can you remember the first time you went to the theatre, Richard? <sighs> a long, long time ago. Um, Just for listeners, he's getting emotional. <laughs> yeah. I remember going to see a production of Othello um, with my mum. And it was like the annual trip down to London to go down to the theatre and see a bit of Shakespeare. And I was quite young then. And I think that's probably where I first sort of came into contact with Shakespeare, I think. And maybe it all started from there. I don't know. Mm. I've, I've, I mean, I've always enjoyed going to the theatre. Mm. Um, and you studied theatre acting yes at the University of Northampton at the University of Northampton yes yes how was that did you enjoy it yeah we were um, we were actually the guinea pig year I think when I was applying to universities and things I I, I sort of had it in my mind that I wanted to go to university Mm. and not Perhaps not drama school. I don't know why I sort of had that thought now, but anyway, I, I did. And and so Northampton, they did a big open day, and um, all the staff were really, really friendly and welcoming, and um, it sort of went from there. And then you know, then they said, look, we've this is the first year we're launching the acting degree separate to the drama and theatre studies degree. Oh. Um, and so <laughs> I guess over the next three years, they they tried some stuff. Um, some of it worked. Some of it didn't, <laughs> but that we had to take that on the chin because so, we were the guinea pig. Yeah, so the course is still going, so clearly something oh, worked, brilliant. which is great. Um, and uh, but yeah, you know, we're talking. I started two thousand seven, so so it was the guinea pig year then. Was it a three year course? Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, three year, three year BA ons. And were all um, the the drama and theatre studies students? Did they look at you really bitterly, like hissing, like like oh oh I see. Well, that's what I wanted to be doing, but yes. I'm doing some essays. You joke, 
Mm. But yeah, <laughs> I, I would imagine that. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't want to get into that, but I think um, uh, I think there there was a bit of a, a rivalry. I think I think yeah. some people perhaps maybe had applied to, for the acting course, but then were given a position on the drama course instead. So maybe um. yeah, I, I didn't really get too much involved in all that. But um, but yeah, it was certainly interesting. A great a great time to be there. I think. Yeah. Um, whereas it, whereas you just turned up to apply for a job as a janitor and yeah. they offered you a place on the acting I mean this is the Richard Bond effect <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is right yeah five minutes and they're offering me everything I, <laughs> um, I don't know um, yeah no it was great and it, it meant that I could make some really good connections um, from, uh, after graduation to then go and get some work which is what it's all about isn't it <laughs> Yeah, it you is. You know, getting work. It is. And um, you have done some amazing things. The Birmingham Orchestra. Um, yeah, the City of Birmingham Orchestra. Yes. Yeah, that was a really cool gig. There was there were four of them that I had been introduced to, four members of the of the orchestra, um, on a trip to Iceland, um, when we were doing a, a gig in Reykjavik. And um we got really you know, we got really close and, you know, um, developed like a friendship and they they said oh you know we, we'd love for you to come and and do a gig with us and it was like okay what, what what's the what did you have in mind and they said well we've got the sort of the full orchestra and we do all this you know all this stuff and we tour the world they've got the best job by the way they're on full full salary mm-hmm. and they travel the world to all these countries and they just play music doing the thing that they absolutely love like that oh they've yeah. really made it yeah um which is just incredible uh, but anyway, they do sort of like lunchtime gigs and things at the at the centre in Birmingham, mm-hmm. and uh, they can they they can go off and do these side projects for these lunchtime you know gigs and things. So they wanted to do to do something Shakespeare related. So they picked out all of the sort of orchestral pieces that have been inspired by Shakespeare's works or you know involved in productions in the past or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they were playing an afternoon of these these hits, the the big hits. And interspersed, we were doing snippets from the works of Shakespeare, which was lovely. And you are associate member of the Alter Ego Creative Solutions. Yeah, probably the biggest connection that I made coming out of university. Yeah. So it was with the, the theatre company had uh, come into the uni to work on some of our dissertation projects. Alter Ego Theatre Company has now changed to Alter Ego Creative Solutions. But back then we were doing a lot of lot of Shakespeare. So he he did um, he produced two outdoor uh, Shakespeare performances in Delaprey Abbey, which is in Northampton, and then just hired like all of us from the from the course essentially. So a whole Great. chunk of us were then yeah. just employed. You know, our first gig coming out of university, mm. nice big open outdoor Shakespeare gig, and you know a great summer 20, 2010, great summer to we did a Midnight's Dream and and it was great. And then the following year we did much to do about nothing. So. We've then meet myself and, and a, a sort of a, a group of us from the course have managed to keep that relationship going, and we've been involved in loads of their projects. A lot of things now going into schools and that sort of thing. But they, uh, yeah, really, really good company, amazing company to work for, and they're just they're a really great family to work for actually, and you feel like you're part of the family when you're. When you're working for them, I think, um, yeah. And, yeah, and that you know, I, I would call them my friends. So it's it's brilliant to have that link. Yes, all stemming from you know graduating from a from a uni course. That's such so. a fairy tale story. That's a real kind of message you can take from that is make those connections when you're training. 
and keep hold of anyone who comes and lectures or anyone that you meet along the way and write down their email and because then you can follow up and yeah, yeah. most definitely yeah I mean chase up every lead and chase up every every contact but um you know find out the people that you actually enjoy being around and enjoy producing work with yeah I think yeah that's really important and you also have directed yeah what, what's your favorite play that you've directed what are you proudest of the Much Ado About Nothing set in the 80s, yeah. More proud of the playlist that we put together, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Ending ending the whole production with um, with Rick Astley. Um, oh, yeah. full circle, guys. Yeah. <laughs> A lifelong fan. <laughs> Maybe that's where, you know, the love of Rick Astley was, was born, I think, possibly during that, that production. But yeah, that was fantastic. And getting some Lionel Richie in there. Oh, yeah. And um, girls just want to have fun, you oh, know. wonderful. Yeah, all of these, these great tracks just thrown. Oh, and of course, a bit of Shakespeare as well. Yeah. Know, the actual play itself. Yeah. But, you know. Well, um, sometimes a well-chosen track can really boost the narrative for those who maybe aren't following the old Shakespeare. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. once, um, I once directed a version of Dracula at school, and I went well, in college, and I, uh, I used Rolling Stones quite a lot, <laughs> combining my <laughs> two favourite genres, yeah. gothic, romance, yeah, and, well. and rock and roll. Nice. Um, How did that turn out? I'm I'm not proud of it. <laughs> it was a shambles, but I did enjoy bossing people around. I'm sure you did, yeah. And your favourite role that you've ever played? Oh, perhaps Benedict. Much do. Oh yes. Yeah, really good fun. There's a lot of you know back and forth wit between yes between the two Beatrice and Benedict, and and he's got he's got quite a lot of range. I I think in in that in that play definitely uh, for a comedy at least. Mm. You know, he sort of shows many sides, and there's to stretch your you know your acting range if it were there's there's a lot to go on you know there's comedy but then there's high drama and it's generally quite a good play I mm. think so um so yeah I think that's probably one of my one of that's my faves faves to do I once saw uh, um, David Tennant and uh, Catherine Tate do that oh yeah yeah of that course was good. that was yeah. a good production how were the two of them to get together because they they've got quite a good sort of connection haven't they yeah they they have the got Doctor a good Who connection thing. it was very funny you could believe that you could believe that they hated each other um but also that they had a real fondness yeah. i don't know if you could believe they were madly in love but that's fine <laughs> yeah that's fine. that's a very quick moment anyway yeah i mean <laughs> things tend to happen quite quickly don't they oh now we're in love oh brilliant and everything's okay oh, right. and we're yeah. dancing yeah yeah <laughs> just cut to the dance yeah. <laughs> you said that when you graduated you you found it, I guess, quite easy to get work because you were yeah. in with this company, yeah. Alter Ego Theatre Company. Is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah, called? yeah, yeah. But I guess there were times in between when you needed to get a day job. Uh, yeah. I spent three years working in Stratford upon a bomb, upon Avon. And I guess I, I had a pretty good day job there. Again, very, very heavily Shakespeare related. But I was doing that job for about three years and, and that was a really good day job because it furthered my sort of education of Shakespeare, actually. Before then, it was like, OK, yeah, I like Shakespeare. It's good. And I'll try and do some Shakespeare projects. That's great. But then spending all that time in a place that is so consumed with Shakespeare, like every other word that people are speaking is Shakespeare. Even the, the non-Shakespeare fans are like, oh, bloody Shakespeare. Yeah, that's fantastic. Why did you ever leave? Well, I, I know. Huh. I know. Why did I leave? I, I took a I actually took a break from uh, from I guess the industry so mm. I, you know I sort of I, my, I think my big my biggest weakness uh, I think is that 
I really crave stability. And I think we can all probably, you know, empathise with that. Yeah, it's Um, not a weakness. It's a a need. It's It's a human need. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And unless you're born with a silver spoon, then, (laughs) you know, that's the only reason it's seen as a weakness because then people start defending themselves, being like, you can't, you can't have security when you're in the arts. And it's like, listen to your voice. (laughs) 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 It's so true. But yeah, I guess I, I, uh, I took the decision to be like, okay, well, I... I'm going to try and find something that, you know, try and makes, makes me happy in another way where I can feel a bit more secure in, you know, how much money is coming in because I've got to pay rent and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I moved, I, I moved away from Stratford and I was working for a, a conservation charity mm. uh, for, for sort of another three years. But even, even in that time, you know, that, that pull of like wanting to do something creative just draws you in, doesn't it? So yes. it flipped the the way that you want it to be, that you want your day job to be the thing that you go back to and you want your creative thing to be the the, the thing that you go to the whole time. That's yeah, that's, the, the that's what you want. Yeah, that's what you work. really want. And for me, it was, you know, because I'd made that decision, it was, it was trying to fit something creative in and around mm. a full-time job, which I enjoyed, you know, I yeah. enjoyed doing the job. But, well, that's nice. That's a nice message as well for our listeners. That, like, <laughs> yeah. if you're in the creative, if your passion is creative, it's okay to take a break. Mm. It's okay to take a break and go corporate for a while yeah. or just go, you know, it's good to have yeah. security and you can always go back, as you've proven. Yeah. And you are now the king of day jobs because we have a day job together yeah. and then I'm like, oh, Richard, what are you doing this week? Well, I'm going to go to my other four day jobs. You've got so many. Could You've got you... to stay busy, haven't you? Yeah. Richard Bunn gets the job done. <laughs> I've got, I've got a few of these. So, could you share with us your? Uh, let's start with your best day job. I think the best day job probably is the current one. Right. Yeah. Uh, in that it's for a great organisation, mm. and it does give flexibility, and it does involve the one big thing that I'm really passionate about. That's Shakespeare. So it's working as a tour guide for a big to theatre. <laughs> um, yeah. It's in London. Um... <laughs> yes. Yes. It involves history as well. It does well, involve and... history, which, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that sort of brings in another sort of love of mine, I guess, to, you know, the history. It all comes together. Mm. And it, yeah, so it's a really good, it's a really good day job, I think. Um, yes. And great people there too. Yes. Um, a great place to be. Yeah. I think, you know, working, if you can get that, working as a tour guide for a theatre is a fantastic yeah. job because... I've worked as tour guides on other things where you're right. traveling around lots and that's a nightmare because there's so many unpredictable mm. variables but to be in this gorgeous building where it's a joy to turn up every day yeah and then also you're learning about the history like it's yeah. really nice this is my my first foray into being a tour guide I mm. think so you know for yourself you've got tons of experience veteran in, you're a veteran <laughs> tour guide over here um so what would you say that Oh, put it right by, up there. By, yeah, definitely the best. Well, that's good. Mm. So you landed the best, the best <laughs> tour, this first foray. You just did... needed that, yeah, just needed that confirmation that I'm doing all right. Um... Richard Bum, the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> that's two. <laughs> Keep a tally. But yeah, mostly it's like every day you're speaking to someone different, which mm. I think is wicked, because you're getting to find out everything about their lives and, and their connections perhaps to Shakespeare and all that sort of stuff. And I think also the people that work there, it's a really great place to work for the people. Yeah. They're so, so cool. And everyone's got, you know, creative endeavours. 
it's really interesting. You're people from all walks of life, actually. From, it's inspiring. It is inspiring, yeah. And of course, you know, the place itself is just really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You have to sort of pinch yourself sometimes, I think, to be like, is this, is this really is this, where... Is this where, the office? Yeah. <laughs> is this my playground? Yeah, I think it is, actually, yeah. Which is awesome. And what about your worst day job? Well... There was a sort of a low point for me when uh, I was delivering leaflets to to um, to houses and things. And, you know, there's something in that. Like, you know, if people need quick buck mm. and they want to make some money, then you go out and you, you do this do this job and you do it well. It's just that the, the reward wasn't in, <laughs> wasn't enough. You're up and down the streets and you're and you're you know, you're really, really working hard but and, and the reward wasn't just wasn't wasn't really that great, and I, I think at that point where I was at a, a low place myself anyway, oh. I think is you know where I'm sort of trying to get to with this is that you know I was like I I just need some money I really need money and this was just I was sort of you know clutching at straws going okay well I'm gonna do this because I I just really need the money. Luckily I didn't have to do that for very long and because I was constantly applying for work you know the whole time so I wasn't. I wasn't sort of thinking, well, this is it. Um, so yeah, luckily it didn't. It didn't last very long. But uh, yeah, it just sort of caught me at a low moment. I think. Yeah. I that's think... not a funny story, yeah, is it? I, about that's okay. work. Do you know what? This is what we're here for. We have the ups and the downs. Yeah. I think that every creative and every person, but you know, especially people who work in the creative arts, have that moment where they're doing a job, and they feel incredibly bleak and mm. just. Is this what my life has come to? And especially because we're all quite dramatic by nature yeah. as well, we tend to sort of romanticise yeah. it. But that was a part of your life, and you have to like it was it was honest work. Yeah, <laughs> it was honest work. Yes. And uh, you know, it's it's, it's temporary. We're yeah. passing through. I say I say you say it's temporary though. I mean, I've been lately. I've been having these these dreams, these fantasies about being a postie. <laughs> Honestly, and and I, I'm really yes. considering it. Everyone that I've spoken to, they're all like. Yeah, no, I can see that. What, you yeah. suppose? Well? Yeah. So maybe that's encouraging, actually. Might actually uh, give it a go. Richard Bunn delivers your fun. Oh, That's fantastic. I, yeah, I guess you you have early starts, but then your day is over quite exactly. quickly. Exactly. And, and if you're thinking got... about the future, mm. you know, maybe starting a family and that sort of thing. Yes. Then it works really great for, you know, you finish work and then you can pick up the kids. Mm. Or you can spend more time at home. You know what? Wow. I've sold it to myself. Is this is this a defining moment? <laughs> yes. He's signing a it. contract as we speak. <laughs> yes. And wow. the shorts come for free? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. So worst day job but could well have led to your It could have inspired future. my future my future employment, maybe. There you go. Upside to everything. <laughs> it's great. And do you have a weirdest day job? You know, sometimes in the past, there's been occasions where you're putting on your your doublet and hose in the closet of a rich person who lives in a big mansion in the middle of the Cotswolds, and you're thinking, "Did I make the right choices in life?" <laughs> We've all been there. We've all right. In ad- yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You're strapping on your hose and you're making sure you're 
fastening your yeah, coif. <laughs> yes, yes, make sure the coif's on, not on a wonky angle. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you're rough, of course, you know. You've got oh, yes, freshly starched. Fresh, yeah. <laughs> you're ironing, you're rough. Exactly. You just, yeah, any room in here for an ironing board? No. Okay, we'll just uh, improvise on the rough. Okay. Um, not my ideal working condition. But, you know. Was this a private show? or? Was I mean, this you? has been several. Yeah, just me just turning up. Just, if you got a closet, I could just change into a 16th century outfit. Yeah. Or do you want any uh, music? Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, this has happened to me on several occasions. And it's always very strange. Yes. One time we were at the, the Hilton Hotel on Park Lane. Wow. And we were at the, the restaurant on the top. Oh. And we were doing a gig there. And again, we were like real swanky restaurant. All these guests are invited and you've got doctors of Shakespeare that are there and all these, you know, all these sort of you know, high flyers and whatnot. And uh, and then <laughs> they're like, okay, so th- so this is your changing room and you're literally in a pokey little little wardrobe. Oh, okay. um, And then, you know, that's, and that was also like the green room too. So, you know, you're in there and you're, you're waiting to sort of go on as it were. It's sort of, you know, we're talking like dinner Shakespeare here. So your mm. stage is the whole room. Um, but we're just sort of wait, cowered down in this like, you know, little, little cupboard, just waiting to come out and spring a bit of Romeo and Juliet on these, Poor guests who just want to eat their eat their meal in peace. Did they know that you yeah. guys were coming out? Yeah, it's <laughs> just of the a, closet. Like... What is this? I mean, come on. Oh, seriously, no. yeah. No, um, most of the time they do know. I think, um, yeah. And some of the, uh, yeah, there was one that was in a in a big house in, in the Cotswolds, and it was a birthday present to the wife. So I think she didn't have any idea. She had no clue as to what was happening. And so we sort of spring out and we've got, a, you know, like a fake lute and we're like playing Shakespeare tunes oh. and we're all in garb and etc. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, like rent a Shakespeare. Pretty much, yeah. But then you must have felt like this is what Shakespeare and Burbage well, and the actors exactly. were like. Yeah, we were like on our travelling carts and we were rocking around the Cotswolds and it was... Uh, yeah, no, it turned out to be really good because they, they often feed you as well, which is fantastic. So you, get a, a nice, you get a nice bread. You get a nice bread. A nice spread. Oh, I thought you said yeah. nice bread. Nice bread. And I was like, well, great. Worth always it. bread, yeah. 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 Why is it always bread at these gigs? I mean, nine times out of ten when I've done those sorts of gigs, you, you get really receptive audiences. And, and obviously, the more they have to drink, uh, the more receptive they are, I've found. Yes. And um, and they're, they're just like, oh, isn't this wonderful? You know, oh, great, a Shakespeare sonnet just for me. Um <laughs> And everyone's like, Richard, no one asked you to do yeah. that sonnet. Oh, he's off again. Oh, oh is that Rick Astley? <laughs> I think you'd be very good at that. I can imagine it. But I think with those moments, so it's good that they were all a little bit, you know, drunk and receptive. But yeah. when, you, when you're doing a gig like that and then you can spot the pity in someone's face... Of them being like, oh, he must be an out-of-work actor. Yes. And you're yeah. like, don't give me that. Yeah. I'm not out of work. I'm working for you right I'm, now. Yeah. I'm yeah. earning dough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, but, yeah. But no, I mean, it, it happens to all of us. Right. But I feel like if I had a steady job, if I was in something that was quite high-powered, like yeah. I can only dream, but um, <laughs> say I'm a lawyer. Okay. I don't feel like there would be... No, <laughs> I don't feel like there would be moments where I would be like, "Oh, they're pitying me. I'm a, I'm a mere lawyer." Yeah, I don't know. But I don't. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. there would be. Maybe. Mm. Maybe if you go to a comedy gig, maybe if you, maybe if I was a lawyer, I go yeah. to a comedy gig, I yeah. get picked on in the crowd. I yeah. say I'm a lawyer. Everyone, everyone's like, "Oh, oh, oh she's a corporate icy." Yeah, maybe. Yeah, everyone suffers. I think. <laughs> 
Okay, well, that was a fantastic weirdest day job. Thank you for sharing that. Mm. Um, and yeah, yeah, I like yours. They're all quite, you know, there's, yeah, there was a moment with the leaflets where it felt a bit dark, but they're not super dark. You're, no. seeing, you're good at seeing the upside to everything you do. I hope so. And I, I don't think I've ever done a job where I've gone, do you know what, I really hate this. So clearly you are a, a creative bun. <laughs> and... Um, you must have some ways of staying creative on the side. Yeah, I mean, for myself, you know, I, I play a bit of guitar and that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, just sort of butchering guitar when I get home from work is, is a nice way to, you know, wind down. I think the main thing is I just love going to the theatre, really. Mm. But, uh, you know, it's blooming expensive though, isn't it? Yes. That's the thing. It is. So I've only, I've only ever tried to go to the theatre if I can actually afford it, if I can find some way of you know, paying a fiver. When I lived in Stratford, it was fantastic because we were able to go to the theatres in, mm. in Stratford and, you know, often on the cheap as well. You can you can get around price sometimes, depending on what you want to see. Yes. For me, obviously, it's all been always been about seeing Shakespeare. It's slightly obsessive, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Good advice in there, I think, because, well, firstly, you're coming back to working in a theatre is a great thing for many reasons because then you also do get often free theatre yeah. or at least you'll you'll see rehearsals you'll see glimpses of theatre every time and that is inspiring and that yeah. keeps you creative yeah it's um, also good to see bad theatre too yes you know very good point. so obviously it's completely subjective and some people can love something and other people can completely hate it and that's absolutely fine but it's always good to see something that you don't enjoy mm. I think mm. yes as all the people who watched my Dracula <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's fantastic and also so guitar you also play a little bit of ukulele a tiny bit of ukulele I mean I can pick it up in like three chords or something I can impress someone for 30 seconds <laughs> and go oh is that oh let me just oh, just give me that there oh, just a little tinkle on there could you share any money saving tips that you've discovered along the way right I, this has been a steep learning curve for me in terms of money control and I think you, you, you yourself need to be more like Scrooge or you need to find a partner who is like Scrooge. Um, you know, someone who's awful to their workforce and uh, shuns their family, essentially. That's, that's what you, no, uh, someone who's good with money can save can yes. save and then maybe splash out on a Christmas dinner every you know when it comes to Christmas mm. that's that Scrooge isn't it wouldn't you say yes that <laughs> is yeah, but I think that's because he's been visited by some spirits is oh that, yeah there is you that also need oh, to I'm forgetting that factor bit. that in yeah, to, yeah okay maybe that I don't know about that bit but um <laughs> so be Scrooge is that your be advice Scro be <laughs> Scrooge be Scrooge hate everyone and save your money great um, thank no. you so much for coming on this show <laughs> yeah, great <laughs> I think there, there are some great ways digitally on using technology that can help you uh, uh, save money where various, you know... Oh, yes. Where you can put your money into different... Pots. Pots, as it were. Or even if it's on an Excel spreadsheet. But you know that, you know, you know that each month, whatever you, you're bringing in, you can divide it up into those, those things that you need to be paying out for, mm. either annually or on monthly subscriptions or whatever it might be. You know that you can divide it all up. And I think that's just a really clever way just to see how much you've got left at the end and see what you're really, really playing with. I mean, like my partner does, you can do it on a weekly basis mm -hmm. and operate things on a, you know, live your life week by week. And, you know, she's incredible at mm. saving money. She's, mm. she really is. And she, every, every penny mm. is accounted for. Wow. It's like, yeah, yeah. To That's the last. incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really good. And uh, I can't do that, mm. um, but I can... I've certainly sort of taken a bit of inspiration, I think, from that to 
for yes. my own finances, I think. She, she knows how to run a household. She does. Yes. Yeah. I think I would also say walk everywhere. Yeah. Coming from a man who has just walked two hours yeah. from Liverpool Street. Exactly. Walk everywhere. Um, I started to sound like Baz Luhrmann in that wear sunscreen. It's coming out like that, isn't it? Walk everywhere. Um, No matter how far it is, from Liverpool Street to Earl's Court. Would you do it, though, if it was pouring down with rain? Perhaps not. (laughs) Only only on a sunny day. But only if you've got the time. Like, who's got the time to walk across London uh, from one destination to the other? But there Um, there are massive benefits from that as well. Yeah. It's good for your body. Mm -hmm. It's good for your soul. Yes. It's good for you. You can listen to podcasts as you walk, yeah. like broken, ambitious guys. <laughs> like and subscribe. Also, so, buy, get a points card for wherever you shop. Ah, uh, yes, I do not do this enough. Go I mean, on, sell this, it to the this, listeners. Yeah, this sounds like this is an old man talking now. <laughs> you know. But absolutely, like you've got to do it. You've got it because points really do mean prizes. <laughs> they really do. You you go shopping, you click your card, and you think, oh. Never see that again, but then all of a sudden you're in Pizza Express and you're, you're having a, a, a full meal yeah. and it's all paid for because of your shopping. Do you have points cards for every single shop <laughs> that offers them? Do you think? I'm working on it. Yeah. I am working on that. Yeah. Do, <laughs> I imagine you opening your wallet and this whole compartment just springs <laughs> out. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was a great sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, huh. what would be your dream job? You can't say postman. Well, you can if you want. (laughs) I think if you set your sights on a dream job, I think it's quite dangerous. Oh, oh, wow. We've never had this before, guys. (laughs) He's shunning the structure. (laughs) I like it. I like this maverick. What if if you built up your dream job so much that when you finally get there, it does not fulfil expectation? What if the people that you're working with are rubbish? (laughs) What if you don't enjoy the organisation as a whole? What if... What if you find that the project isn't all it's cracked up to be? This is some real food for thought. Well, it's actually fun. Yeah, you've really but, put a spanner in the way. Yeah. <laughs> but it could be great. It could it could fulfil everything could that you ever, ever wanted. Maybe Matthew McConaughey, when he reaches himself in five years' time, yeah, in ten yeah, years' time, yeah. he's going to be disappointed. Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe. Okay, so let me try and be more positive about it. Mm. Um, what would I want from a dream, dream job? I'd want to be working for a a good organisation, so surrounded by good people. You'd want to be successful in whatever project that might be. You'd want that job to last for a long, long time. You don't want it to be fleeting. Because then, you know, what about if it is the dream job and it is everything that you've ever wished for and it's amazing and then it all comes to an end? So something that keeps giving. Yeah, just a, just a, a job that has longevity. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> and also um, something that pays well. So I think... If you were to surmise from that, essentially, I'd want to be Ian Beale. (laughs) (laughs) Think about Ian Beale. Yeah. Think about, you know, he's been on a long-running soap. How long has he been on that for? A long time. Like, his whole (laughs) career. Which is amazing, isn't it? Because he's, you know, you've got got stability you've got money in your pocket you're, you're going challenging to work script. Cha- cha- yeah absolutely <laughs> many challenging storylines mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um keeping the nation gripped mm. wouldn't you say he's a national treasure um i don't know could, all right maybe couldn't not. put a face to a name if i'm honest okay <laughs> <laughs> yes um, so ian beale we can say this he's in eastenders yeah and which character does he play ian beale ian beale's a character oh, he's name a guy- <laughs> i don't know his actual name 
Oh right, okay. So you, Ian Beale. you want to be the character? I want, I want to be the. No, I don't want to be the actor. Want I actually want to be. Job. I want to be Ian Beale. I want to be in in the soap. Okay. Not. No, that's a very uh, good point to be in a, a you know a continuing drama. Yeah. Is what they like so maybe this is it. Maybe I just want to give me a job on Coronation Street, and yeah. I'll be I'll be really happy. Mm. And don't you know bin me off after no. you know don't kill me off in some horrible train wreck or you know drowning in a in a lake no none of that no i want i want a nice long run yes i want to retire being in in coronation Street. i think people would like to see you on their television screens every single day like <laughs> it's a comforting i do not they would want they would they would there would be uproar if they killed off your character yeah i, I well that's if we can get to that level that'd yeah. be fantastic because then they maybe they wouldn't maybe <gasps> they'd reverse it and i've got it back. you should play the character of a postman <gasps> in Coronation Street and he's a very popular character everyone needs post every single oh day you can't God. kill him off <gasps> sure he gets involved in a few scrapes yeah, maybe yeah, a few yeah, yeah. I don't know maybe he gets into debt at some point obviously not you because you're playing <laughs> a character and uh, you know maybe he discovers some dead bodies it's exciting yeah. but he's always around yeah oh my, I think we could, we've nailed it we've nailed it this is really good I'm going to write to someone yes. immediately Yeah. I don't know who I'm going to write to but... okay and also... Don't visualise it. <laughs> also, don't... There's I'm no not, point in making this. I'm not going to... No. Because I'm going against my own advice here. So I'm not going to yeah. build it up to be something that, you know, it inevitably won't be, you know. <laughs> but I can have a, a minor thought. Sure, sure. Thinking, yeah. well, being a Percy on Corrie would be pretty good. Could it be a goal before you turn 40? <laughs> now. Now we're thinking. All right. Something to work on. Thank you so much for all your advice and anecdotes and general positivity, I have to say. I feel delighted to be alive. <laughs> That's good. Good. Sure. We, we should, in these unprecedented times, yeah. we should all be uh, counting our blessings. I wish I had a jingle to end this with. Richard Bunn, our time is done. <gasps> oh my goodness, why are these just tripping off my, to oh. my tongue? <laughs> okay, so excellent. Um, thank you so much for coming and... Um, any final words? If you're into history, that's great, but don't get stuck in the past. <laughs> I think we'll end with that. Yeah. <laughs>